Are we on the air? So how'd you end up over here anyway? Well, you know those old westerns? The cowboys make a run for the border? This is my Mexico. Why'd you let me race with your car? You knew I was gonna wreck it. Why not? Because it's a lot of money. I have money. It's trust and character I need around me. And who you choose to be around you, but you know who you are. And one car in exchange for knowing what a man's made of, that's a price I can live with. people down there and they follow the rules for what they're letting fear lead them what happens if they don't life's simple you make choices and you don't look back <laughs> if that's not the most realest thing that you heard on this beautiful Tuesday I don't know what is Life is really simple. Welcome to the Low Maids Asylum Show, guys, where you come to laugh, open up your mind, get motivated. You just come to the show just to feel like the actual you. You feel me? Like, we let out the actual true being, which is yourself, because we let you be your ultimate self on the show. When you are jamming to the show... <clears throat> When you're thinking about the show, when you're doing anything to do incorporated or associated or even around the Lone Man's Asylum show, just know that we accept you for your 110% personality. Like whoever you are, however weird you are, however like socially fucking just awkward you are. Or just how really cool that you are. Like, it's like, we have such a wide plethora of things that you can come to the show about. Like, this show right here, like, this show right here is, I think, dare I say this, but I can equate it out to breast milk. Like, it is one of those essential, nurturing vitamins that you need in your life. And I'm not lying to you about that. The Low Mains Asylum show should be right next to breast milk. Kid you not. I just want to know, like, it's we can argue this all day because you can even try to tell me that what's the difference between the Low Man's Asylum show versus breast milk, but there's nothing different. You know, we like we make the kids grow up. We make the kids laugh. You feel me? We're the we're the reason why Oreos still exist out here in this life. Why should I stop lying to you guys? <laughs> Yo, but if you guys don't know who I am, my name is Lo Main. Uh, this is definitely episode one something. We're somewhere in the 100s. I'm not even trying to soft flex right there or anything, but I believe this is episode 107. I'm not trying to forget or anything, but I think we just been, or I just kind of been put in like all this trying to have, I don't know how to put this. Pretty much, guys, I've been out here trying to put my best fucking leg out here for the podcast. Like, we have been just producing and recording, like, nonstop. Like, I think half of, like, the recording sessions, like, it's it's wild as shit. Like, we have thousands, guys. Like, I think everything that makes it onto the air, like, is, like, dope as shit. But just think about what doesn't make it on the air. 
Um, and that just goes into like how crazy the conversations kind of get sometimes, but like it's a beautiful thing. Just with all that being said, like I just want to give a major shout out to like all the people that have been rocking with the show so, like, since day one. I know like we're on the second year and like and a lot changed since like the first day and everything, but we're just going to keep that straight five that we had from day one. We're going to keep all that craziness, that randomness, like it's not going anywhere. It's going to get revamped. It's going to go 2.0. We got some merchandise dropping. Like it's, I don't think you guys are ready for all these shirts and like sweaters and everything. And we're going into the spring section, but don't even worry about it. Global warming is just fucking up. Up everything so you're just gonna need a sweater all year round for no reason and there's no other reason why you don't need to buy this sweater like I kid you not but you're gonna see this sweater everywhere like it's gonna be one of those dope ass sweaters that when you see it out you can go up to that person and be like yo man but you fuck with that hell yeah man like the Lone Maid Asylum show both y'all can become friends conglomerates squads you're like your posse can meet up with their posse and y'all just can multiply by like 3.5 become this like super fucking group of people that just rock with each other because it's a lone main asylum show how dope would that be like your whole life changes like all your followers on instagram gets like major fied like but you get comments and shit under your pictures even though i still don't get comments like under my things low-key like people be watching my shit but like like the comments are like non-existent because like I'm just like damn and like but they want to comment to you like when they see you out like it's like yo man I seen that shit yo that shit was dope as shit it's like yeah man thanks like but why don't you just write that under there like and it's not for anything else but I just need the rest of the world to see it hell yeah I'm gonna be that honest it's it's I know other people like worry about like comments and like all of that crazy stuff and like and sometimes I love or I live for the comments like under all like the Instagram posts like sometimes I go to posts that are so problematic just to read like in the comments like people just get crazy in there um so this comment or this meme was put up the other day and I kid you not man I never laughed so hard so it said uh can uh, two people have sexual relations and still be friends and so in the comments like it was crazy so this dude got so fucking bold i don't know who this dude is but shots out to him he was from florida and a lot of fucking crazy people come out of florida but this man got so fucking bold that he tagged the homegirl that he was having sexual relations with and like he's like i don't know can we and then somebody else like just commented right under like it's like ooh, you're bold and it's that that type of shit right there is i live for it man like this the social media content of just trolling people down to the most utter extreme processes and not having any feelings like about it is the most craziest thing to me. Like this, I don't understand. But you know me, I live for all the pettiness, you know. I'm out here just jamming in this petty world that we have and reaping all the pettiness that comes out of it because everything is a fucking comedy. Everything is hilarious in my mind, and like I tell y'all this from day one, that like a lot of people's like, oh, like you know, like if you can ever picture me or like put me with like anything, I'm always just fucking laughing, man. Like I'm always going along with the groove, like I'm always having like a good time. It's because like everything is so fucking hilarious by the end of the motherfucking day, and then I'm gonna tell you guys this right now, and it's gonna put a lot of perspective into your life. So. I don't know how old you are, but put yourself into the perspective, like, if you're jamming to the show, like, but you're damn near over 20. So, put yourself into the perspective of 
you being five years old and then like you trying to like think about like how you were in five years old because like we still have faint memories of like when you know we were child and like child and everything so picture you being five and picture you now like picture how that like span of age was just like a blink of an eye like you literally grew up on a blink of an eye and by the end of the fucking day when we're all passing away and everything our damn near average lifespan on this like earth is like you know 80 years old like that 80 years is gonna feel like a blink of an eye did you really do everything that you wanted to do did you really actually live a day in your life were you too busy just fearing things like were you too busy just going along with things were you too busy just fucking playing it safe out here like in this world because have these people out like out here are playing it way too safe because I think I get it and it's a human tendency like we find comfort and safety because like that means that we can coexist we can uh, recreate which means that we can repopulate this like fucking world and on top of all of that like that goes into when we can do all of that like our race can like survive or like our like humanity can like survive so we try to keep it with the herd mentality everyone's trying to be a you know like be like the number one like trying to stand out and and everything but some of y'all coding like some of your dna structure you know makes you want to stay with other people and like it's very true man like you as a human you are a herd you know <laughs> like but you're the sheep type shit like a lot of people like really don't want to like believe in that but it's very true as humans it's like the herd mentality is like fucking strong like stay with the fucking populace like stay with the bigger crew like you know play play a part into this like fucking socially awkward like you know community and like abide by their rules break your back for shit it's no you know but you're not gonna catch me doing any of that because i'm living life as i want to live my life okay i'm not gonna go along with life scared of like all the consequences like such as um like being rejected from like you know communities bro like if you're really not gonna accept me for who i am like why the fuck do i need to come hang out with y'all if you really ask yourself that question if you really have like anything in your life right now that you are breaking your back like to be something that you're not like trying to get this get that is it really in your nature like, do you really, like, need it? Because, like, I can understand how you can misunderstand that for, like, hard work. It's like, no, man, like, I'm just hardworking. Any, like, you know, any means necessary. Like, I'm going to make it. You know, that's cool. I get that part. But on the real, like, when it comes down to you and you really trying to go into this. And so, like, what you think about the whole situation and, like, in the in the thick of the situation, like, you change who the fuck you are, like, but you're not even having the same mindsets anymore. Like, it's like, yo, do not let this shit eat you alive. If you're literally going to lose yourself in any types of situation, then what are you really, like, about, bro? Like, what's your real ethics? Like, what's your really found, like, what's your foundational belief in life? I'm just saying that hard work works, originality works. And like the thing about originality is you must think not like the masses. You must not think like the regular person that's standing right next to you. And 
the crazy thing about that is we lost the sense of like congratulating each other for having a sense of individuality like nowadays like when people are the same like we just clap and applaud we're like yeah bro like you you guys are the exact same hell yeah like rapping like that tells you everything like rapping has been the same for god knows like four and a half years now it's been this sounds the same the cadence and everything thank god now it's changing i don't know like it's it feels like simple plan fuck hip-hop and like juice world came out and I am not trying to diss in any types of way. Like, that's not me, like, trying to diss. But, like, but I kind of, you know, I kind of like it. You know, like, this weird rock hip-hop thing that, like, that we're having come together now. Uh, Juice World is in it. I know that I'm getting kind of old. And I think for everybody else that is jamming to this, it's, I think this is the time that you need to tell yourself that you're getting old, too. That I hear some of these kids' names that are rapping on the fucking radio. Like, kind of, I'm like, who? And and where they come from, and how long have they been out? Like as soon as you lost your touch, like you know, in the fundamental uh, like hip hop world, it's I'm sorry guys, like we're old. We can try to call it like oh it's not hip hop anymore and all that. No, it is hip hop, and we're just old. We just need to come to the realization. I think people don't want to let go of them being so young. Motherfucker, just age with grace. <laughs> Keep it moving. Now, we're just going to keep it moving from that section of the fucking show. Guys, this week I wanted to try something brand new. I wanted to have a top 10, and I didn't I didn't really know what to do a top 10 about, but I came down and I sat down, and I'm like, hey, we should do a top 10, but we should do like a top 10 of just the most weirdest thing, and it's going to be the top 10 um, shows, uh, the theme song. Ah, the theme song shows the top. Just don't don't smoke weed and do a podcast, y'all. It's not a great. <laughs> it doesn't come together. But we're gonna do the top ten theme songs of shows that I personally like. Now we're just gonna. It's gonna vary. Like it's not gonna be like my very you know favorite one to like down to I'm just gonna show you 10 of them and then we're just gonna keep it moving but like we're just gonna dissect all of them we're gonna go through it and I really hope that you like this section because I really enjoy things like this like theme songs are the most random thing to me but fuck it like sometimes it's really dope to watch shows strictly for the theme songs like you you can sign me on the whole show because of the theme song and I know that some people like out there feeling it but as as I say that, let's start off with our first one. The first one goes to As Told by Ginger, the Nickelodeon show from back in the days. And here's the theme song. Someone once told me the grass is much greener On the other side Well, I paid a visit While it's possible I missed it It seemed different yet exactly the same yeah, 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 yeah. And by the way, that was fucking, what's her name again? Is it Macy Gray? Is is that her name, Macy? Hold on, I need to, I just Googled it. 
Oh, it is Macy Gray. Yo, that, Macy Gray made that theme song for Ass Sold by Ginger. If you guys have not seen that show, it was a girl named Ginger, and she used to go to this, like, middle school, and, it, like, she had the typical life, bro, like, you know, like, punk-ass uh, cheerleader chicks, like, trying to, like, beat her up and everything, but these girls, like, been pill-popping since, like, they were fucking day ones and shit. It, it's, it's a regular show, like, she had an asshole brother that had, like, this fucking fake mock uh, lab that, like, he would dissect and, like, create things, like, and it was... And it was a replica of a doghouse. So, like, but you never knew, like, you know, like, oh, but you were just like, oh, it's a doghouse, you know. Um, a dog used to stay there, but, you know, everybody knows now that dogs don't live inside doghouses. I've been checking. Like, I haven't. I always see a doghouse. Don't see a dog around it. I'm telling you. In 2019, that don't exist anymore. But he was out here, you know, gang gang type shit. Let's go on to the number nine theme song. Uh, this one goes out to Cat Dog, the show that it was in the early 2000s, I believe so. And it was a cat and a dog that were part of one body. So picture the human centipede, but it was just a cat facing one way and a dog facing the other way. I don't know where they shit. I don't know where they pissed. It never made sense to me. But I don't think we asked a lot of questions back in the early 2000s, bro. Like, we never had... All these random ass questions like, you know, it's a cat dog. They don't got to piss. They don't got to pee. We don't need to know all this shit. So check it out. Let me know what you think. That was Cat Dog. I I kid you not. Like this whole show, it was like the cat thinking that it was a lot smarter than the dog, and it was low key kind of, and like the dog always like just having high energy, wanting to run everywhere, trying to have this like just crazy ass like lifestyle and everything, and um, cat always trying to be like a rich, you know, sophisticated guy, and dog just trying to chase around like a ball, and like him in a tennis ball, bro. It's like him and a homeless person and some crack i'm not taking that statement back <laughs> but the, like those were definitely like the types of shows that that you had to watch back as a child to like really like understand like the imagination like we still had imagination when our lead fucking cartoon directors were drawing houses for cat dogs okay for a cat and a dog put together and the house was one side of it was a fucking dog bone and one side of it was a fucking fish like how dope is that like that is the correct duality that we need in our lives man be a cat and a dog at the same fucking time know your felineness and your canineness and bring that together for cane fecane fecane fecal matter <laughs> 
let's just move on, okay? Let's just move on. So we're gonna move on to one of my fucking like favorite ones, man. Like this shit right here is I think to this day, like I still think like I still sing this like intro out loud and it's uh okay. So um this goes out to our the very first uh okay. Let me put some backstory on to that, man. So, like, when you come from a um, a non-white family, like, everyone around you that you had a crush on was, you know, with your color first. But this girl came out on, like, Nickelodeon. Sorry, the Disney Channel. Goddamn. My bad. So, she came out on the Disney Channel with blonde hair. I think blue eyes. I think she had blue eyes. But this girl rocked our fucking, like, world. And she became our very first crush in the hood. Like, this goes out to Lizzie motherfucking McGuire. Here we go. Tell me, like, that's not some fire shit right there, man. Like, just that part that we'll figure it out on the way. Yo, man, that shit hits. Now, Lizzie McGuire was a shit. Her, Miranda, uh, her uh, main homegirl that, like, they had beef once and, like, they made up. Just like every other girl, like, knows how to make up because they know how to communicate. Unlike us men out here that don't know how to communicate and... As soon as, like, we don't become friends, like, on a show, like, the whole motherfucker's off the season. Like, you know, girls are like, nah, I'll kick you off for two episodes, you know, but, like, we can talk it out on the third episode and become friends again. But not us niggas. We are out here just beefing. You don't come back for three seasons, and you come back after, you know, I'm in the hospital. Like, oh, what happened, man? We had a wild-ass shootout out here, bro. And then so but you come in, like, and I'm like, oh, get the fuck out, bro. Like, um, you try to get with my sister. Yes, I'm talking about the premise that you got served. <laughs> All right, but, and, um, oh, shit. So Lizzie motherfucking McGuire had a uh, homeboy. His name is Gordo. Now, Gordo was one of the first people to ever teach us about the friend zone. Gordo would stay inside the friend zone for God knows how long. Like, he would, like, talk to, like, Lizzie about all of her crushes to, like, tell her what she should do and, like, what she should not do in life. Like, this man was there through thick and thin, and, like, she did not play him no idea. Like, and, like, he, I think Gordo, you know, kept his cool. But I think people like that end up as a psychopath, you know, just later on in life. Bro, like, if you, if you shoot your shot with a girl, like, she turns you down, like, just keep it moving, Jack. Like, don't, don't try to be a best friend and try to, you know, cower. (laughs) Shit doesn't work. So, let's go on to... The seventh theme song, and we're gonna put some, you know, razzle dazzle on this one. You feel me? So here we go. Uh, 
shots out to that show. I swear to God, Penny, Penny Proud in that show, man, had one of the most gangster grandmas I've ever seen in my life. This gangster grandma had the jaw of steel, like crimson chin from Timmy Turner and shit. Like the crimson chin had nothing on her. I swear to God, like grandma had the, the thickest jaw that, bro. You, you could not chin check that woman like it could not happen and she had the major crush on the essay grandpa like right across the fucking street and you know all the time that like she would try to spit game and everything and like he would just retort back and like just crazy shit that like he would say in spanish like make fun of her and just laugh at it like she'll be like "Ooh, like you know keep talking all that love language that shit was the most hilarious show shout out to her la cienega dijanay um Three sisters, I like. I don't know like what their names were, but I swear to God, like shots out to them. Number six of it all it comes down to one of the greatest shows that like taught me like a lot about life. Like I think I went to this show for like a lot of life lessons, um, a lot of laughter, a lot of like just home feeling. Um, I think it was like one of the main shows that like I actually found like you know commonality in it like other than like full house and like all that stuff like you know granted you know like those are dope ass shows but like for us colored folks like it's not that easy to find you know commonality like with the show and like the show definitely like I could sit down like and I'm and I feel like I was a part of it honestly so let's go right into it number six goes out to smart guy I'm telling you, like, that show, hands down, like, taught you so much about life, man. It was about young T.J. Henderson, you know, a super young freshman son, a 10-year-old whiz kid, bust to high school. So he was a young-ass kid. I believe he was 11 years old. He was so smart that he went to high school, okay? Made it all the way to high school. And when he did this, like, he started, you know, trying to accommodate all to, like, you know, the high school fucking, you know, rituals that you got to do like traditions you know trying to hang out with like all the older people you know having his first crushes and everything like him not like working out and it was just a wild zany way of just you know put a fucking child into high school and, like see what happens like that shit's entertaining hands down number five we're gonna move on quickly you know this goes out to a duo out there I'm not sure like if they're still friends like if they are I'm just gonna start a rumor that you guys are beefing uh, Keenan and Kel, I think Kel stole Keenan's fucking orange soda, and I don't know what happened after that, but let's go right into their intro. Oh, here it goes. Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for Keenan and Kel. Keep it laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that dial on read the room. Cause they always in the summer front and you don't wanna miss it. It's double K like to the good greatness. Keenan and Kelly, I should have said Kelly and Keenan, and you gotta watch Keenan, cause Keenan be screaming with a plan or a plot to make 
but they kind of in the middle because they always getting caught. They say the Hardy Boys or a Nancy Troop mystery. It's just Kenny and Kale and your vicinity like Siegfried and Royal, Robin and Costello, Magic and Kareem or Ben and Teller. Somebody's in trouble. Oh, here it go. Oh, Nick, 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 Nick. Like, first of all, that show, Keenan and Kel, taught me about one thing and one thing only. Um, just to how to get into copious, I mean, and, I, and when I say this, I mean copious amounts of fucking trouble. They would construct these wild-ass ideas to, like, get themselves, like, to do something or, like, get themselves into a concert or go somewhere. And, like, they would try to execute it and shit would not turn out how they wanted to. And it would, like, just flip, like, to a point that you could never get... If I ever got into these, like, situations, I I would be murdered by my fucking parents, bro. Like, the, these dudes are ruining half of the house, you know, blowing it up and, like, trying to paint over it. And, like, when they try to paint over it, like, you know, like, it doesn't work. And, like, they're just like, I don't know what happened. And, like, you know, you just got to yell, why? It, it just made a lot of, like, it just made nonsense. It And Orange Soda was the main fucking culprit, like, in this whole thing, I think. That's why I don't drink a lot of orange soda now. I'm kind of afraid of, you know, the effects that it might have on me. I might be out here just ruining stores for no reason. So the number four <laughs> goes out to what are the um like what are the shows that I used to watch like when I was a teen? And strictly I used to just watch it because I like I kinda wanted to see like how people like in SoCal like kinda went to school and I kinda still think that people in SoCal went to school just like this, but this like, this show kind of reminded me of that. And she was the cuter Spears out of the both of them, uh, Brittany and Jamie. So, shout out to Jamie. This goes to Zoe 101. Oh, I know you see me standing here. Do I look good, my dear? Do I look good today? this show again man just like lizzie mcguire like it taught me one thing friend zoning when you try to become a girl's friend and then you just try to be her friend through everything and like you're just like i'm just trying to be there for you and it's not working out and then like you just get mad at yourself because but you're just like i'm just going through all this fucking shit and like it's not working out bro i'm telling shoot your shot if it doesn't work keep it moving just let it be known like, just don't do all that, you know, I'm just going to skimper scamper and just be in a friend zone for years and not even say anything. And like, if you said it from the get go, like it would have been better for you. And like, but you think that waiting is going to make it feel better, bro. You, it's, you're a weirdo. Okay. Go out there and do something about it. <laughs> Number three goes out to a show that probably none of y'all probably seen because it was literally been out for like a season and it was one of my favorite shows like for 
Um, the same time that I was watching, you know, Danny Phantom, you know, this might be on there also, but just check it out. So this goes out to Chalk Zone, who is this young child who goes out and he has these like fucking like magical chalks and like he draws things and like so like he goes to the chalk world where like it's it's a whole world of like people that are chalk outlined uh, like stay and everything and like everything that he draws like you know goes into that world and it's called the chalk zone so every like all his drawings like everything that like he ever done and with that being said Rudy has definitely got the chalk so let's check it out number three Rudy got it like <laughs> yo that nigga had that pistola on him like he will draw a quick 9mm and bust at every single one of y'all motherfuckers it's Rudy so literally get into some zany shit in Chalk Zone and like but they're like oh shit Rudy get us out here's a Chalk and, like, and he would just draw up some shit and boom like they are right out like nothing phased them like they were out of that shit like they went back into the like the real world it, everything was okay. Number two of this theme song listing goes to one of the greatest shows that made us kids, you know, us uh, like sport kids. Like back in the days, man, skating was life. Like skating was everything. Like when you had to sit down and just educate yourself on skating, break some bones, you know, learn some shit. And this show was kind of cool because... Like, this show was, like, one cartoon that we can actually watch and, like, you know, be like, oh, shit, like, these niggas are skating. Rocket power. Here we go. on a it four friends like literally snowboarded skied surfed skateboarded biked every single thing that you can like think about like they got together like and did that shit they had the home girl in there so like just peace out to like every girl because i know girls that can skate and do all that shit man so shots out to y'all so and they had the uncle and they had the assistant of the restaurant and i kid you not like these two were high as a kite throughout the whole sitting like i think every single show they were high as shit i don't know what the hell was going on 
but we'll take it as it is. Number two goes out to three beautiful girls that like taught us, man, that you can be cute and kick some ass at the same time. Uh, we are talking about none other than the girl that repped the green, the girl that repped the blue, and the girl that repped the red. Like, they were sisters, they loved each other, but they were out here kicking some ass in the city, and their dad was a-okay with it because they had no fucking curfews. Homegirls can fly out that window anytime that they wanted. But, like, the mayor could call them. The mayor had a beautiful-ass secretary. I still don't know her name. We still haven't seen her face, but she was the most beautiful thing that we have encountered as young children and that goes out to the powerpuff girls so let's get right into the number two sugar spice and everything nice these were the ingredients chosen to create the perfect little girl but professor utonium accidentally added an extra ingredient to the concoction chemical x Thus, the Powerpuff Girls were born! Using their ultra superpowers, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup have dedicated their lives to fighting crime and the forces of evil! Okay, so um, Bubbles was the very nice one, but she was the blue. Um, Blossom, she was the one in the red, so she was like the leader and everything, like, you know, the alpha dog of the whole place. Buttercup was in the green. She was a tough one. This girl was ratchet. Picture Sharkeisha meeting, you know, an, an actual shark, and that was who Buttercup was. <laughs> so I think I saved the best for last. And I didn't really want to do that, but fuck it. And, like, we really had to do it. The show goes out to the show that um, really taught me about family is who you make it. I think it's, like, you can have family that are is crazy. You can uh, find some type of, like, commonality with, like, people that you really least expect, man. And, like, the show, like, really taught me all of that. And it taught me that friends actually exist. Like, communities, like, actually exist. Open your eyes and, like, see, like, everyone, like, around you. Like, talk to people. Like, people definitely, like, talk back. Because I think I still, like, I tell you this, like, from day one. That I still don't understand, like, when people, like, are so jaded and everything. Because, like, you know, like, like, who raised you that way? Like, I know, like, the world's tough and shit, but... I think we need to find some, like, humanity, like, out here, man. Like, you know, talk to, like, one another. See, it, it makes no sense. Just, hey, have a conversation in the world, man, at least. But the number one goes out to Hey Arnold.
I fucking love that show, man. Okay, so in this show, unlike Lizzie McGuire, okay, and Zoe 101, like, Helga G. Pataki had a crush on Arnold that was, like, more fire than shit, okay? But since she didn't want to, like, you know, be, like, in the friend zone and everything, she just hated him. Like, hated him, like, for you know, would make fun of him, kick him, push him and everything, but had a shrine of him everywhere, had a fucking golden locket that she would, like, just carry around everywhere and just recite poetry to. Like, homegirl was, like, full spitting poetry to, like, a picture of him, which was kind of, like, dope. Baby girls, if you guys are doing that type of brujeria out to these men out here, shouts out to you. In 2019, I really hope that you perish and live your life. So those were kind of my top 10 shows on, like, the theme songs that, like, I really liked. I'm telling you, like, theme songs kind of make that tone for, like, the actual show that you're, like, about to watch. And, like, it just made me think about one thing, that I kind of want to have, like, a theme song, like, in my life. So, like, what is a song that I want to partake my life into? Like, it's, I want to, because me personally, man, I just want to succeed. I want to make beautiful like amounts of money but by doing something that I do love like you know like granted like you can get money like anywhere but I think when you actually find something that you do love to do like I think that's like when you actually win the pursuit of happiness motherfuckers you feel me so I think I like I want to go towards like that direction and like what song kind of like fits that and like and I still don't know like what song fits that so it's that's my weekly goal, like, to find out by next week, you know, like, what song is a theme song in my life, and if shows that great, and, like, you know, and if shows can leave, like, that great of an impact, like, in your life, like, what's your song, like, what's your theme song that you want to walk through life with, like, you know, what's your purpose in life, so I really want to know what your theme song is, you know, leave your boy a comment on Instagram or Snapchat, Snapchat is Lomay1990. Instagram is Fresh Prince of the underscore West. Holla at your boy. We're going to end the fucking show here. Guys, I will see you guys back on next Tuesday. We're going to have some crazy ass people on this show. I kid you not. This brand new season. Conversations are going to go a bit wild. So tune in next Tuesday. Come talk to your boy. All right. Drink your water. Tip your bartender. Peace.